Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. Welcome to the NARPM Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Newbig. Thank you so much for joining today. We have a kind of a different show today. So in October, I was at the NARPM National Conference, and I was able to grab a bunch of different property managers from all over the country and just discuss different topics. With this show, we're going to focus mainly on communication So you're going to have six different people and they're all going to talk about communication from Amber Ferrier is going to talk about, you know, the value of answering the phone. I have Kelly Thompson talking about building relationships with your team. We have Megan talking about building relationships with residents, Peter Tverdov about customer service and Juliana also talking about owner communication and how she increased her owner communication by going to a single point of communication for owners. So with no further ado, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. And I hope you enjoy the quality of the audio may be a little tough because it was uh, out in the open during the show, but there's a lot of great nuggets here, a lot of value. If you're interested in learning how to build better communications between your team, residents and owners, then this is going to be a great show for you. And and, uh, so get your pen and paper out. Gary, take some notes. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program, starting at just $5 per door. You can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bedbugs and cockroaches. End the debate over who pays for pest control, while PestShare turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. All right, I have Amber here with First Class Realty out of Houston. And so, Amber, one of the challenges that I have noticed, more and more people, when they call property management firms, they get like a phone tree, Mm -hmm. right? So... Let's talk about the value of answering the phone. What does that actually mean? How does that help us? Well, I 
noticed a, an increase of trust from our owners. They know when they're calling, it's not going to be some automation you know, person answering. It's built a very close relationship with my clients, especially dealing with the maintenance. They know that they're dealing with me directly via email, via phone call. But even our tenants, you know, I know it's natural that your tenants are going to be kind of fussy with you. But, I mean, when you're the one answering it, you're the one calming them down. You're not telling them, oh, leave a voicemail and I'll get back to you. Never. I've just noticed that it's definitely shown, separated us from a lot of our competitors. All right, so let's talk about this because there's obviously lots of different phone calls that come inbound. So let's start off with owner calls. When an owner calls you now, Amber, you have 600 properties? 500. 500 properties. So we're not talking to somebody with 20 doors here. Right. Right, so they, they have 500 properties, probably about 300 owners, mm-hmm. if, if I do the math about yeah, right, about two, per, yeah. All right, so now an owner calls, now are they calling into the front desk or do they have their property manager's phone number? So if it's like an owner that's been a part of our company for a while, they'll know our extension and I have plenty of owners that will call me directly. Now, that's, you said extension. So, right, no, no, that's smart because I want to make this distinction. They don't have your cell phone number, they're not calling you 24 seven. They have your company extension. Which could be a, a it could be on your cell phone right today with with uh, right. tech or it could be a, a hard plastic phone on your on your office. Right. All right, so now they're calling you during business hours. Yes. Outside of business hours, it goes to a voicemail. Yes. Unless, no, unless there's an emergency. Unless there's an emergency, where's an emergency number? We'll talk about that next. Yes. <laughs> all right. So so all right. So now they call and they get a person mm-hmm. instead of a phone tree. Mm-hmm. So by the, when they get you and they know your extension, they're happy that they've that you've answered. Yes. What happens if you can't answer though? responsive so if I didn't get it I normally will email them or let them know that I'm not available we've just built that reputation that like if we don't answer just know it's not because we're ignoring you that we're gonna call you back like convention for example I've had plenty of owners that are wanting to talk to me on the phone and I've had to say I'm not available this week but I'll call you Friday when I'm back in the office so I don't think any of them take it as as long as you set the expectation now if somebody calls what is their expectation that they that they get a response to that phone call, whether it's a call or an email or something to let them know? Do you guys have a, a company policy on that? They have to get a response from someone in the office. Like, for example, Trish, the owner of our company, she cannot be on the phone call whenever someone wants her 24-7. So she has managed the expectation that whatever you need an answer on, either my staff is educated to give you that answer or I will do it. But our mantra is literally that you will get an answer from someone directly whether it's email or phone call but i know a lot of people want that quick answer they're kind of impatient so i do try to call but emailing somebody. all right so now let's talk let's talk about applicants who answers the phone for potential calls do you have a third-party company that does that or do you guys handle those calls so ashley the property or our bookkeeper runs the applications currently okay um, so like when i talk about this i mean like people that are all right, let's take a step back, back one step. People that are calling to ask about the property. Okay, yeah. Potential leads. Who's taking those phone calls? The same people, like the, the office. Like the, office? Call the office? How many, how many units do you have on the market typically at one point? So day and night with like the summertime compared to this time. Let's talk week. summer. Okay, summer we probably will typically have like 15 homes on the market. Okay, the that's a lot of phone calls coming in. Oh, yeah. How do you guys handle that volume? We do it. Like if Liz is on the phone, she can probably answer about three at a time. I'll go in as backup. Normally we delegate it to other agents that we are 
we just give them constant leads or I will take them or someone else in the office. Okay. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole because I asked you about self-showings and all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> and then once once they get p- passed and they're dealing with the application, they actually have a, for a person that they can contact for the application to find out where it is. Wow. No, their agent. Because, you know, either an agent in the office can tell you you need an agent or your agent should see the showing instructions. Okay, but now the agent's going to call. So who answers those calls? Well, I have mostly my number is on there. So I'm the listing agent for a lot of them or mom's is. And we'll just let her know. We thought about bringing a third party in, but when we tried a certain company, it was a lot of conflicting information. So we're okay. kind of in that phase of we just do it better ourselves. All right. So now let's talk about the resident. Resident has a different number than the owners, or is it just the main, same main number? Same main number, and uh, when they call, they get the front desk, and then the front desk transfers them to the right person? Yes. Okay, and so do you have a one person in the office that deals with the resident side of things? So anything the resident has, they, they deal with that one person? Typically the property managers, it depends on what they're calling for. I only deal with the resident when it has to do with maintenance, but anything else like their rent or questions about the property, typically your property. Or an accounting thing, a late fee, yeah. or charge, something like that. Okay. And then what is you think has done this, what do you think has done for your business by, by having people actually answer the phone and getting back to them in a, in a very quick time frame? We notice that we don't deal with as many hostile people as I feel like some of our So less stress on the staff? Yeah. I, even though I feel like we may have more stressful days, I think that people are kinder and nicer whenever they actually are getting a response. No one wants to be ignored. So I think that's helped us from the residential standpoint of a tenant. I think our clients feel closer to us and they actually uh, feel like they can trust us a little bit more. And, and it reduce, so it reduces churn. Oh, for sure. And also our vendors too. I mean, our vendors, contractors, you know, on the maintenance side, mm-hmm. I built a very great relationship with them. They can always reach me. And I think in return, I've been very well taken care of in the maintenance side too. So better service for maintenance. Residents renew their lease more, mm-hmm. right? And and they're not as challenging, yeah. right? So less stress on the team. So which means they have less churn on the team as well, because it's not a it's not a stressful place to right. work. Right. Exactly. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. I have Juliana here with We Lease Property Management, and we're here back talking about the one thing. And the one thing Juliana is going to talk about is the one thing: owner communication. Now, Juliana, you just went to single point of communication. Yes. So tell us how that works, and then more importantly, why did you decide to do that? Okay. How it works. So we switched over to one point of contact for all our clients. They have one point of contact inbound calling. Inbound calling. Inbound communication to the company. They have one person they always reach out to and is assigned to them. Okay. So let's talk about inbound, then we'll talk about outbound. So inbound, so how did it work beforehand? How so did they, it work beforehand? Yeah. They would call the company and our receptionist would probably, what are you going to help you with and transfer them to the department that deals with that concern they're calling on that day. So if they have multiple challenges, they're getting bounced around and if somebody's not there, yeah. they have to leave a voicemail. Correct. And that is not a, that, that was not a, a good experience. No, no, that was not okay. a good experience at all. So now they call one person. Now that if I call, I'm an owner and I call and I have an accounting issue, a maintenance issue and marketing issue, lease marketing issue. I have three different departments I have to call. Who, who am I calling? You're calling your assigned one point of contact with all the questions, and then they're going to take a couple hours or less than within the day, with less than 24 hours, to get all the answers for you and call you back and let you know and provide you the answers. Are, were, your, were your owners unhappy that they don't get the answer right away? 
No, no, they weren't. They, I think they valued more of getting all their questions answered in a timely manner, but correct, and just knowing that that one person is providing them the service that they need. Got it. And so, and and then is, do you have like a KPI or, or a metrics like uh, 24 hours is, is the response time? Yes, we have a 24 hour return to client calls, email them. Okay. So now as an owner, that I think that's great, right? I don't, and, and you, you I, I'm assuming you let them know ahead of time, like you're not going to get the answer right then and there. Like we have to do research. Correct. Yes. Okay. So now talk about outbound. Outbound communication is, could be various team members. So outbound communication to our client, it can be various departments and the client does, we tell the owner ahead of time, we can communicate with you, like more than one person can reach out to you via email or call to inform you on something, but if you need to talk about that or have a question about that phone call that was issued, uh, made to you, call your one point of contact. So we do set that up from the moment they sign a contract with us, they are given a chart that kind of visualizes this communication to them. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. So they can literally see a chart and say, yes. okay, when I call, this is who I'm going to yes. Okay. So now let's say the leasing person reaches out to me, right? We send emails almost weekly about an update. But now I'm an owner. I have a question about that. What if I reply to that email? What happens? If they reply to that leasing email, that department, that person in charge will always contact the one point of contact for the communication. So they'll commu- the team will communicate internally. What if it's something super simple? They, they know how to answer it right away. Can they reply back and answer it? Oh, or yeah, do, that's fine. They okay. have the... the, the, the so if I if so if your team initiates and the owner replies and it's it's not complex, your team is... But if it's complex, then they, then they turn to... They, they have to go to... Yeah, if the owner is saying, when does the lease end? I mean, that's a date you can look up it on the lease. You can share the lease with the owner and the portal. That's super easy to answer. You don't need to go to the one point of contact for that. Super simple. And so, and so your owners, as far as the outbound and the inbound, the one point of contact, what's, the, what's been the result so far? We've gotten emails from owners saying, being grateful for that, saying, thank you so much, this is great. Um, even, notice even when you were just talking about, even if other members reach out, they always, and if they reply to that uh, leasing agent, just the fact that they know they have an assigned one point of contact anytime they want to call that person, I think is what gives them that, uh, that confidence of, they're being provided the good service and they're really happy with it. Now the one point of contact, if they're out at lunch or whatever and, and the owner gets a voicemail, do they like because they know that one person's gonna contact them back within a so within so many hours, you haven't had any issues with escalation saying no one ever con- calls me back? No, I have not as of now. Nothing saying, Oh, they're not reaching back to me or they're not calling me back. They know they owners know they can reach out to me for that, but I haven't had that yet. So that's amazing. Doing something right, right now on that. <laughs> so you went from having owners that were misguided, not really sure who to contact, were frustrated, and you solved all of those challenges with this one point of contact inbound and multiple points of contact outbound. Yes, we did. You're awesome. Thank Thank you you so much. Thanks to your advice. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you. All right, I got Peter here with Tverdoff Housing. So, Peter, what is one thing, like if somebody came to you in the conference and said, hey, man, uh, what's one thing you can help me out with? Yes, one thing we've been doing is very recently is we've been really trying to focus on customer service, which I think really gets overlooked sometimes in property management. So, for example, the one thing we started to do is we have a a woman in our office. She bought like 200 thank you cards, and every month where we get lease renewals, we give her a, a list of the lease renewals, and she handwrites like hey, thanks for renewing with us another year. Have a cup of, cup of coffee on us from the Tavertal housing team. It's like a $10 Starbucks gift card. To the resident? To the resident. 
It's, that's you know what? That's eye opening right there because I don't think any of us really like we have the resident benefit package, but we don't really think of the resident as our client. We think of the owner as our client. So this is a great little idea that you got here. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think it's a nice touch, I and mean, it goes a long way. And I think it demonstrates to the resident that like you know we do care about you and you know we, we do have your back sometimes i mean obviously there's a fine line you have to walk as a property manager but so things like that we're really trying to do we in particular also manage a bunch of student rentals so what we're going to plan to do throw them a kegger <laughs> yeah right man i used to tell this joke like when we would be uh, vetting students we'd be like listen this is this is not a party house you're not going to throw parties here and if you ever do throw a party here you better invite us <laughs> and we used to say that to like you know vet out the the party animals and like one or two times these guys would be yeah yeah we'll definitely invite you and we're like yeah yeah you're not renting from us <laughs> that's funny but, but anyway so the student housing yeah so what we're planning to do in december like around exam season the tenants who have been great they pay rent on time we're gonna order a bunch of pizzas and just like go door to door like you know four o'clock we'll kind of let them know we're coming by and just give them like you know plain pie or whatever just to thank them for being great tenants that we're going to have and i gotta ask do you charge the owner back this this stuff or no nah, we're you, we're gonna we're gonna pay that it's up just a you. marketing fee for yeah, you guys and, and like what we're gonna do now is you know like videotape it and put it make a youtube video or like a reel so it, so it becomes marketing it becomes a marketing thing and let's be honest if that little gesture gets them to renew the chance of you losing a client goes down dramatically well, yeah, that's exactly right. So over, you know, we, we track our KPIs religiously, and over the past year, like our our occupancy rates, like almost a hundred percent. It's like been fantastic, and I think part of that's due to us focusing more on on, on the, know, resident the resident experience. Yeah. So I got to ask, do you do anything when they income? So one of the things that we did in Empire, and it worked okay, but we used to, <laughs> we had to figure out how to do it. But we used to have a, a like a welcome bag. And it would be like one of those, you know, reusable bags that, you know, for the grocery bags. And we'd have like toilet paper, bottles of water, just things that like when you, when you first move in, like useful, right? Useful yeah. items. But what we did is we put them in too early and people that would tour the house would take stuff out of the bag. Oh and then God. we'd end up getting trash in the bag. They would use like the toilet paper or, or a napkin. They would throw, you know, used cans in the, in the bag. So then we had to do it after they moved in, which was another challenge. Do you, do you have you kind of have you solved that at all? Like when they first move in, do you give them a, like a welcome move in, or, or are you thinking about that at all? No, we, I mean we don't do that. What we do is we give them like an FAQ sheet. Like this is how you set up utilities. This is what you do with parking. This is what you do. You know, if you lock yourself out, this is. You know, and we ask them like you know put it on your refrigerator. And some do. Some probably just throw it in the garbage. Make an airplane out of it. <laughs> yeah, we do that to try to be proactive and solve a problem before it becomes one. Yeah. Have you seen calls go down, call volume go down for new for new residents because of that sheet? Maybe a little bit because people still don't read it. Like I, they have to read it, you know, so like that's that's a frustrating part. But it's uh, usually like we'll send them a welcome email with like all that stuff in it. And then. Yeah, but now if the email is more than three bullet points, no one no one reads, no one listens to that. Yeah, either. which we struggle with. We try to make it efficient. And then they like they have to pick up keys from our office. So like when they come into the office, they, they, they meet like a human and then they, you know, we give them the same sheet again which I, which I think has helped but, but yeah like at the end of the day like it's all it all has like customer service focus in mind so when they call like so a resident calls do they get a person or do they get a phone tree 
So it's going to depend. So they, they have access to, so we, we do what's called like sandwich type of management, I call it. So we have like an assistant property manager where they have their phone number and they like, they can talk to that person. And we, we kind of tell them like it's office hours, so they don't really text from that phone number. So they think it's just like a landline. Got it. And then we have, you know, we'll call it a senior property manager above them and they only have that person's email. And if there's ever a, a maintenance issue, we teach them, we, we use Latchel. Okay. We teach them to call Latchel, like you have to call them. Right. And for the, mo- which for the most part, it's worked really well. So they really have like two or three different people they can contact. And then again, like we do have an office that's within 30 minutes of everyone. So sometimes like some residents are really old school, like they'll just come into the office to give us a maintenance request. So we give them a lot of different avenues to contact us. Got it, which is important, right? They want to be heard. They want to, they want to be able to be responded to. And uh, do you have a KPI or a metric on response time? Like somebody emails, do you email back within 24 uh, hours? Is it one business day? Is it 24 working hours, which is actually three business days? Yeah, that's that's a fair point. So we don't have a KPI, but like the, the unofficial rule is it has to be 24 hours. So like if they reach out to you, like let's call it after hours, if it's a non-emergency, we want you to get back to them next day. If it's next during day. the day, like get back to them the same day. Same day. So... Your, your APMs finish up all the calls and emails five o'clock before they head out. They, they try to get back to everybody before they head out. Ideally, I mean, it doesn't always happen. Sure, perfect world. Right, yeah, in a perfect world, they would do that. But I mean, certainly with like emergencies, like there's, there's like zero tolerance not to. Like we had one this past week, like, cause it's spring New Jersey, it's starting to get cold. And then like the heat wasn't working in an apartment building. And like, it's like 10 minutes from our office and the plumber, like, hey, I need help troubleshooting this. And, the, like, you know, we we're like, listen, I, it might, this might suck, but you have to go there and help them, like, and figure it out. Like, it's, it's a no heat issue. We can't. I need my, uh, the plumber needs the assistant property manager to help him figure it out. You might need a new plumber. <laughs> Just saying. But, but you know, it's Jersey, so he's probably union. You can't get rid of him. <laughs> no, it was, well, the thing, the thing with where we manage, we manage a lot of old buildings. So, like, the, a lot of the stuff we manage is, like, 100 years old, and it's just... It comes yeah. with challenges sometimes. It's Got it. Do you have any customer satisfaction metrics that you, uh, like those, when Latcho sends out a work order or when you guys close a ticket, does any, anything go out like that? Or are you thinking about implementing it, something it, like it's that? Something, yeah, it's something we've been thinking about. We, I mean, we ask for Google reviews, probably not as aggressively as we should. That's one thing I've been taking away from the conference is we have to get more aggressive with that. Actually, one great tip I heard from someone as, uh, in a talk was, to encourage your whole staff to ask for Google reviews, and then if that person mentions their name in the pay Google him. review, pay them. Which I was like, I was like, brilliant! Like that's yeah. you know, that's an easy especially one. if you have virtual assistants, because yeah. that 20, 25 bucks, fifty bucks, whatever you pay them, goes a lot longer. Uh, goes goes a long yeah. way. Yes, which we actually I had a discussion about that with our staff. And they, they basically said that exact thing to me. They're like, well, you know, we'll take the 25 bucks or the 50 bucks. It's <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to work on that. You know, so we, we do reach out to owners for Google reviews. We do reach out to the tenants, the ones we know we have a good relationship with. And we just, we have well, to Well, I'll tell you what, when you send them that card, you should follow up, put a task, follow up a, maybe a week later and ask for that Google review. Yeah, that's a great I mean, idea. I'm not, I'm not opposed. You know, it's, I, I know it's kind of <laughs> frowned upon, but, I, hey, I'm not sending you and asking for a Google right, right there. I'm just saying, hey, if you had a great experience. Yeah. Hi, how was that mocha latte? <laughs> Want to give me a good review? <laughs> All right, Peter, thanks for being here today, man. Appreciate I, you. I appreciate it, Pete. Hey, I have Karen here with Go Global Realty out of Las Vegas. 
And the one thing that we're going to talk about with Karen is relationships between the owner, the PM, and the resident. Yes. All right. So tell us, tell our audience, like the property managers that are listening, let's talk about relationships. So in my personal opinion, they're the key to our success. I used to be a paralegal before I got into the real estate, and I was the liaison between the client and the and attorney. attorney. And I look at property management as being the liaison between the owner and the tenant, or the tenant and the owner, however you want to look at it. But you have to have the open, honest communication with both sides, even though sometimes the news... It's news that you're giving the owner that maybe the owner doesn't really want to hear. So, Like, it, hey, you need a new water heater. Yeah, like, and some of it is, I like, learned through my legal profession that some of it's in the delivery of how you present the situation to the tenant or to the landlord. Okay. So, so give us an example of giving some hard news to an owner. Well, one thing is you have to know the personality of your owner have to know the personality of your tenant and how they are best willing to receive the bad news or the good news however okay how do you get that like how do you how do you understand the personality because that really would be a, a, an incredible gift to know that well one is by your initial consultation with the tenant or with the landlord and then periodically having phone calls with them you know just Checking in on, you know, if you know their child's having a birthday or they're having a birthday or their anniversary is coming up, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes just that, calling, not with bad news or any news, just yeah, calling just, just calling to call. And talk to them huh? and just calling them out of the blue to say, you know, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while or how, like, I have a tenant or an owner who lives in Wyoming. So it's like, you can call them and ask them about the weather or. Right. You know, in this case, I know his son was going on a trip to Seattle. And I have to ask you, how many units and how many owners do you have? So I, yeah, so right now I only have 22, but they're all word of mouth, and I just started like a year ago. Got um, it. So this is very, it's obviously as you get bigger, it's more difficult to do, correct. and obviously you can't do it. But uh, I'm, though, personally work on quality over quantity, so I'm not... I'm technically not out to have 500 properties to manage. I believe in treating, I believe people first and then money follows. Right. But um, this is great. If you're starting out and you're under 100 units, this is something you can be proactive mm-hmm. and you and, and knowing, do you use DISC or do you use a personality index of some sort that like, or, or you just have a gut on how, how people are... are uh, so again, coming from the legal profession, I started off initially as the receptionist answering phones and it did not take me long to know people's names and attach them to their voice so when they would call they didn't even have to tell me who they were i would know who they were by the tone in their voice and what they were saying and it's kind of like that in property management too it's like sometimes you think somebody's going to deliver bad news but really they're calling to give you some good news like like hey it's got a windfall i want to go buy another property that's good news yeah and (laughs) even though the person like you might have had a bad conversation with them but they appreciate not that you had a bad conversation but you might have delivered some bad news to them but because you have that relationship and you know how to deliver 
the bad news in a way that is more acceptable to them. They still don't like it, right. but it's it, they're more willing to help you, and then they like that you're honest with them and you told them, and yeah, they just sometimes they just call you back, and you don't even have. Sometimes they will call you out of the blue to say hi. I haven't heard from you. Like I hope everything's going well. You know, <laughs> you I, and I had different clients, Karen. I'll tell you that. One of the things that we did, though, is we tried our best to try to understand disc profile, mm -hmm. and we tried to say, okay, what disc are our owners? And we actually had a field, and we put that in there. Uh -huh. So when we were sending them or calling them, we knew this guy's a high D, he likes information straight up. This guy's a high I, I gotta talk all pleasantries. Mm -hmm. This guy's a C, he just wants the data. This guy's an S, so I gotta be, I gotta be careful on, on how I say things. So it kinda sorta worked, but, but with you and calling your owners and, and seeing how they email, you obviously had a better uh, handle on, on how, to, how to communicate with your owners. It's a disc test or any of those tests, they will tell you, they will tell you certain things, but they really, you get your best information for communicating and talking to the tenant or the landlord. And like, I want to have conversations with tenants and I'll actually let them talk. And I know when you have more properties to manage, like your time is limited, but even if you spend the time, hire somebody who does nothing but listen to these people talk, right? Because sometimes you will catch them in lies. Sometimes no, tenants? Sometimes you will find information out that you didn't know before that can actually help them or help their situation or help the owner, like whatever the case may be. My cutoff line is like when I catch people in lies, then it's like I'm just done. It does. You can tell me whatever you want after that. Yeah, I don't I'm believe you. Done and over. I've listened to enough of you. I'm moving on. But again. I don't know, communication and listening to what the other person is actually telling you. It's paramount. Yeah, it's huge, at least in my business. And I'm hoping, again, I'm not looking to get up to 500 homes. It's quality over quantity. Well, I think I what you say is when you call just to call, that's being proactive. And I think the, the main thing is be proactive in your communication with your owners, but also with your residents. And that was, that's a new thing. I've never really thought about that. And so like calling the residents to see how it's going, because yeah. we're so worried, because we think when we call them, all they're gonna tell us is all this bad news. Yeah, you right? fight, like I called a tenant and they were in Amsterdam. Like I didn't know that they technically traveled for their job, but we had like a huge, it was like an hour conversation talking about politics and a whole bunch of other stuff, which I know we're supposed to stay away from. <laughs> but, but hey, you you grown you grown that bond. Now are they going to leave? They're going to renew the lease. They're not going to. They're, right. they're going to see you as a person, not as a corporation. And they're more comfortable to call you to say, hey, like I'm really sorry, but I need like this same client. They found a gorgeous house in California. They're going to rent there, but his job situation was such that he called to say he was moving out, but then he called back to say he got such a good job offer in Las Vegas that they're going to stay a little bit. So they're paying rent in California, and they're paying rent here, wow. too. So, like, I don't know. If you don't have that open communication yeah. with them... I also think by having that communication, when they're ready to buy, they're going to reach out to you first a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, that does happen, too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So. Thanks, Karen. All right, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, I'm here with Megan with the RMS team with Remax. Yes. All right. So let's talk about 
You you have a motto. Yes. So let's hear about that motto, and then I want to talk a little bit more about the beginning of that motto. Okay. So if my staff here says they're all going to roll their eyes, but I always say happy tenant equals happy owner. Happy owner equals happy property manager. Happy property manager equals happy Megan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now let's talk about the start of that. Yes. How do you make your residents happy? So we've got several things that we have impl- implemented since I've started with RMS team to help make those residents want to stay, right? We okay. want to make their, like just starting from trying to find the property and, and moving into the property. So let me backtrack. First of all, we start with clean, move-in ready properties. So tenants know when they, or prospects know when they walk into an RMS team house, it is move-in ready. They can move in tomorrow if they have to. And that's a whole other story we could talk about, like how you sure. get the owner to, to approve that. But, <laughs> yes. but let's just say you mastered that. Yep. So now you have a, a move-in ready home that is in great shape. Yes, we've got our application. So first impressions yes. matter. Yes. Then we have an applications team that works with the applicant. Sometimes, you know, filling out applications, getting the information together that property managers need to make sure that they're qualified. No one helps them. Right, it's very frustrating. Mm -hmm. So we help them through that process. And then utilizing a vendor. I'm not allowed to like talk about vendors. Okay, so we use FindDigs right now. Okay. And they've been fabulous, you know, helping our, our prospects along the way. And then, from there, we use Second Nature and the Resident Benefits Package, okay. and we're able to provide... So what's in your package? Just give me kind of high level. What's in your package? Because so I know they're customizable. They are, but something that's always been available since day one is renter's insurance, which is important to not only the tenants, but also our owners. It's nice to be able to go With to your renter's owners. insurance, do you cover contents as well? Or we ju- do. Yeah, yes. okay. I yes. applaud that. Okay. I can't... I don't like where it's just... You know, it's just liability and not and not content. Right, right. All right. So, what else you got in there? Let's see. So, of course, the filter delivery. We've got credit reporting, which is crucial. Oh, um, yes. how does that work? So, anytime the resident pays their rent mm-hmm. on time, it is positively reporting back to the credit companies, and it's bumping up their credit score. And that's that beautiful. That's that's huge. Yeah, that yeah. is huge. And when we first rolled out this portion of the resident, because we had an old resident benefits package, and then we bumped it up to add more things, and we sent out an email to all of our current residents, just warning them, hey, at renewal, we're going to bump up your package, but we're going to But we're going to add these yep. features. And if you want to go ahead and get started now to start taking advantage of these benefits, let us know. And we had several tenants reach out and say, hey, we need that positive credit reporting. Sign us up. That's brilliant. Yep. Okay. So now they, they move into a clean house to get there. So there's a great book by Joey Coleman called, uh, I think it's called The First 100 Days or something like that. Okay. How to keep, oh, sorry, it's called How to Keep a Customer Happy. Okay. Something like that, or How to Keep a Customer. Look it up, Google it, people. <laughs> anyway, he talks about how the first 100 days is super important. Yes. And so from showing the house to helping them with the application, to then giving them the benefits package. These are all ways where people get these feel goods throughout the process. What do you do next? Now they're in. Let me add to that. So they're in, they're in the property, and then the property manager is reaching out to them. Back in the day, I used to be able to do a lease closing where I could sit down with my tenants, go through the lease, paragraph by paragraph. Please tell me you don't do that anymore. We do not do that anymore. However, 
I did find there is value in that because when we stop doing that, tenants don't read the lease. They just want to sign the lease, you know, and move in. your money and move in. But then when something happens, it's like, well, I didn't know that. So having that conversation is actually very important. And right. so but how do you do it now? Because you now, can't sit down and go over no, page by page. Want to do that. However, we do it with a phone call. And I've, I've waffled with, you know, oh, we can send out a video. Oh, we can do, you know, whatever. But just reaching out and having that personal touch and establishing that relationship. Mm-hmm. So RMS team, our motto is relationships mean success. So okay. we're on relationships, letting our clients know. Is the PM doing this or do you have like a, cl- our, no, a customer service team doing this? The PM is the liaison between the owner and the tenant. And so they are the one that's reaching out and just having a quick 15-minute phone conversation. I got to ask, how many units are you guys at? We are right around 270. Okay. I think as you get bigger, there's yes. probably going to be another piece to that, and there I might agree. be a resident person. But I like where you're going. So now, one of the things I worry about is if you're explaining the lease, uh-huh. you could be, quote unquote, acting as an attorney. So okay. how, how do you get around that? And I got to ask, do you do the whole lease, or do you just like bullet point nope. the top five things or whatever? Bullet, bullet point, bullet point. No, otherwise, I'd be sitting there for an hour. You'd, you'd still be there? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, no, we bullet point the most important things, and then we also say, hey, if you have any other questions, now you've got my phone number. I can, you can text this number, reach out to me, and let me know. But, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's not. That's, that's not going over the top for me, just so you know. <laughs> I, it's hey, for a lot of people. This is, again, not, this is not Pete approved, but it works for the RMS team of Remax. All right, so now now it's, all right. Yeah, well, relationships think that they could call me at 7 o'clock at night, so no. I'm, I don't know. you got to turn the phone off. Well, and keep in mind, we have, we use Ring Central, so mm-hmm. we've got a business cell phone. Okay. So when that business cell phone is rings, off, I don't it, answer it. Yeah, got right, it. or it's off. Okay, got it. All right, so now what's next? So now, like, now, so I'm in, I'm happy. Do you do anything throughout the life cycle of the of the lease to uh, to keep building those relationships? So as far as, like, sending gifts or anything like that, no. I mean, for a minute, we did, like, a move-in package where we gave them, like, I don't know, a roll of toilet paper and a magnet. Oh, we did that, that too, stuff, yeah. Right? That, that, that went over, like, like, a, like a fart in an elevator. Yeah, yeah. so, well, what would happen is we do the move-out, and there's that box in there, and I'm like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, scratch that. But really and truly, at that point, then, it's just maintaining the relationship. And if they've got a maintenance concern, addressing that maintenance concern immediately. And, you know, being there. Communication is key. It is key. So, I hear that over and over yeah. when I talk to property managers. Did you have any, like, if they put in a call or a work order, what was the, what is your timeline to, to respond? Do you respond with, like, same day, within the next day? Like, what's that looks like? Well, if it's an emergency, it's immediately. God, we use always their repair to help us with that. And For maintenance, yep, always their repair. Very responsive, it's great. And even when it's not an emergency, they're very responsive. So, I mean, they kind of okay. take that pain point away from the property managers because they don't have, you know, they know that right. somebody is answering to them and helping triage maintenance. But our RMS team's normal response time is 24 hours for anything else. 24 business hours or 24 hours? 24 business hours. Okay, so three days. Yeah, well, we work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Anything else is we'll need to wait till the next business day, unless it's an emergency. Got it. All right, and so I got to ask by doing this, what is your renewal rate? Do you know that number at all? Like, there's, is it pretty high, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. We've got, I mean, the only time tenants really leave us is when they're buying a home or they have to move. 
and hopefully they're using the RMS team to buy that home. Well, let me tell you what the best compliment ever, and this has happened on quite a few different occasions, especially this year. We have tenants that have rented properties from us, gone on to buy their own home, and have now turned that home into an investment property and hired back RMS wow. team to manage their rental property. And that is like the best That is. That ever. really is. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we're here with Kelly Tollison. Kelly is a past Norpham president and is now with Associa Rome, formerly of T-Square Properties. So, Kelly, you're big on team. Yes. Right, so you're you're big on keeping that team cohesive, and one of the ways that you've done it is through like some meeting structures. Correct. So, yeah. so okay. kind of, if I'm a property manager and I own my property management firm, let's talk about some meetings because you can have too many of them. You can have not, you don't have an agenda, like so. So, talk through like that meeting structure that you have from high level down to like the team. Yeah. Okay. So we used to have one weekly meeting, and it just kind of droned on. And then when the pandemic hit, and we all kind of went our separate ways into our homes, we decided we really were strong on connecting. We wanted to make sure the team felt connected. And so what we did is rather than take up an hour a week, we we do what we call a huddle. And the huddle is Tuesday mornings, because Mondays are always crazy. So we do Tuesday mornings after everybody gets settled. 8.45 in the morning, no more than... Same day, same time, right? And we do Fridays. So we do, we, we developed a kind of a cadence where, yeah, same time every week, everybody knows, and it's Tuesdays and Fridays, so it's not overwhelming where you have one big, huge meeting or you have one every day. And it was a great way for us to connect with one another, but what we found was that um, we wanted some intentional intentional learning about each other. So we do team building on Tuesdays and we might have a question like... How long is the huddle, Kelly? It doesn't last any more than 30 minutes. It's 30 usually minutes. about 20, depending okay. on the question on Tuesdays. Tuesday's okay. question could be, tell us about your favorite Halloween costume. Okay, so there's fun questions. It's not like, tell us about the, the 30 days on the market properties. No, okay. no, not at all. It's okay. fun. It's to get to know each other because we have a pretty large remote staff and it's just to connect, really, and to learn the commonalities. So basically what you're doing is you're building basically a culture. Exactly. Right? And, and, and it, building and relationships. I think, I think over time our team has really looked forward to it because we don't connect with, we're, we're in, working in pods, and so not everybody connects with everybody on a regular basis. Okay. So when you have your our Tuesday morning huddles, it's a fun, it's kind of a fun get-together, and everybody really So it's, it's really just building those relationships within the team. Yes. So yeah. now, tell us about Fridays. So then the Fridays. That's where the hammer comes down? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Friday huddles are where our director of rentals, and what I used to do and now Eve does, is she will observe the week's kind of cadence and things that are happening within the week, and she'll identify something that maybe we need a little 15-minute reacquaintance on. We call it a training. You know, what is it we need to train on? Well, or is it key we couldn't find? Or what happened with... Um, is this now, is this the whole team? Yeah. Uh, okay, this is the whole team again. Team. All right. Yeah, there's about 15 of us. So yeah. this is, you know, you have to be careful here because you don't want to call people out, right? No. Before, right? You never call people never, out, so... No, and it's always a positive. It's like, okay, well, we found out that something didn't get scanned right or whatever. And it doesn't matter who did it. We never, right. ever do Right, that. so we don't ask who. We ask, you ask, how, how did this happen and how can we solve this in the future? And how do we remove the bottleneck or how do we remove the yeah. roadblock or the obstacle? I love that. So all you're doing is every week you're trying to fix uh, any kind of 
small small right. kinks in the ch- in the chain, right. so to speak. So what, an example might be our one of our maintenance coordinators reached out to an owner at one point, perhaps to ask them if it's okay if they fix the dishwasher. Well, let's go over what exactly is in the PMA to talk about what rights we have. And this is brilliant because everybody's there, so everybody's mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. So the property manager learns, the maintenance coordinator learns. The leasing people learn. Everybody gets. Is this a thirty-minute meeting as well, or is this now forty-five minutes to an hour? No, it's never more than thirty minutes. We cut it off, and we're very conscientious of it because we want to make sure that everybody has their. They know it's thirty minutes, so they know how their day is going to set. All right. So those are. So that's weekly. Do you do a when you're at T Square, especially because I know you're a much bigger company now. Did you? And most of our listeners are not at really big companies. So did you do a company meeting, a monthly company meeting, like an update? Like, did you do any of that as well? We do. We actually, I can't remember, years ago, so one week, the last week of the month, we don't do the huddle and we don't do the training. We don't do those two huddles. What we do is one, on Wednesdays, we do no more than an hour and we go over some bigger issues and bigger processes that may have come up and anybody can put it on the agenda. We do have an agenda and we do it on a Trello board. Anybody can put in what they need to put in. Like our field assessor, we have one person that's just dedicated to being out in the field and she may have something that, hey, if you're going to put something on my spreadsheet, make sure you initial it and give me notice that you've done it because I need to put it in my calendar. So that would be some more global type training and then we go ahead and we assign who's doing the move out condition reports who's going to be the one taking that unit that unit because we have you know you'll have several in a day and you only have so many people so and it's not just one person that does them so so we do and then we call that the rave i don't know why we call it the rave it has some okay. and that's just one and that's more the mechanics of what we do and assigning the move outs up until like the next as now, now, do you okay? So this is all the, these are these three meetings that you're doing. The, the, That's it. And, all right. So then, does does are there departmental meetings yes. as well? Right. All right. Yeah. So like their leasing team will meet yes. and they'll go over the leases, and that's a weekly meeting, a right. weekly cadence. Yeah. Same thing with the maintenance. Yep. Uh, are yeah. multiple people in multiple meetings, or like do you have a like because you have a pod structure? You said so. Is the pod meet different days for different meetings? So, um, so let, let me ask you: Do you have like a leasing and a maintenance meeting, or do you just have a pod meeting? They go over everything at once. We have a leasing and a maintenance. So the okay. leasing team will get together, and the the maintenance coordinator won't be on it. But we have a turn coordinator who handles. He only handles turns, so he will be on those leasing with the leasing agents, and then that the the two property managers who manage. Pods, just to kind of hear what's going on, but right. mostly it's the and you have an agenda on this as yeah, well. Yeah, they go over all of what what we're measuring on the KPIs. Where what are how long on the market do we have? What's our net to rent? What's happening with the ones that are stalled? Is the owner not cooperating, or are we not recommending? So this that? way, because you have the agenda, you can get through it really much, Absolutely. much right. It's all forty-five minutes it's to an hour, and you're getting 45 through minutes forty-five minutes. Usually, yeah, yeah right. they're usually pretty quick. So um, since you implemented these meetings. What happened to communication? What happened to uh, what I call taps or challenges that were, were bubbling up? Like, what, what, what was the result of, of, of well, all that? Well, first of all, everybody's more comfortable communicating with each other because they know each other better. Right. They, right. they get to get to know each other in the, the Tuesday huddle because we're built, team building. We're bonding yeah. that. Because of the Brene Brown questions yeah. on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still remember that. <laughs> Inside joke between yeah. Kel and I. Um, but yeah, exactly. So just building that culture and building that team and going forward. And they, so they are comfortable with each other. Just We use the teams 
app a lot. And so just popping in on a phone call all day long is not unusual for the team to communicate with each other. Right. And then just, just having And you're breaking office. down those barriers because everybody's connecting. That's exactly, yeah. exactly why. Yeah. And we've got really great synergies between the groups now and everybody seems to really get along and, and I think a lot of that is just because number one like you said we're not blaming people when we're looking for corrections we're looking nope. at the process and everybody can bring it up and everybody's Absolutely. part of the solution and everybody's being heard exactly yeah right. yeah exactly thanks Kel alright thank you Bye. Pete Bye. create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part, VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org. 